Welcome to Level 10 Mastery with Ben Lawler. On this podcast, we interview the best and brightest in all walks of life. By doing this, we help you, our listener, become the best version of yourself. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Level 10 Mastery. Today, we have a very special guest, a good friend, Mr. Todd Mandel. Todd uh, is a mentor, a father of two amazing kids, Josh and Lexi, entrepreneur, and an attorney. Todd, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. It's great to be here, Ben. I've uh, enjoyed a lot of the podcasts that you've done thus far, and I've been some very interesting people, and hopefully I can hopefully be up to that speed and, and maybe raise the bar too as well. Absolutely, man. We really, uh, we appreciate you being part of the, uh, the program. So starting out, Todd, tell us uh, what's new and exciting in your world. Well, um, I got a lot going on. Um, you know, I've been a lawyer 25 years now and um, been, I, I have a historic home in the Central West End that's my office. Okay. And uh, what's interesting is a lot of uh, lawyers have these office buildings in Clayton downtown, yes. ivory towers, and kind of is intimidating to the clients. I work with it is. sort of consumer clients, everyday people. And um, so I've found this old ha- house that's converted to an office and the people really feel much more comfortable because the, instead of going to an office, which it really is, but they're going to a home. Yes. And uh, now so what I, year was the, uh, what year was the place built? So it was built in 1905, which is uh, right around the time of the World's Fair. Yes. And uh, actually recently did a um, history of the building. There was a lady called Sherlock Holmes, Home some Search or something. Okay. She put together a history of the building. And wow. I already knew some. I knew that who I bought it from was uh, the Marion Old Fathers, and they're part of the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. And um, they had it for 50 years. And they had kind of, it, it was sort of, sort of larger for their needs at the time. They mm-hmm. were downsizing. Okay. And this was right at the time that I was um, going to separate from my uncle and who I practiced law with for the first 12 years. And okay. Was, it was the time for me to sort of spread my wings and, and, and open my own firm. So what year was that? So that was um, 12 years ago. So <laughs> you have to do the math, 12, yeah. 13 years ago. And um, it was a time where, you know, it was a, it was a challenging time where mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, go on my own and, and, and buy this pretty large building. That, you know, at the time it cost half a million dollars, which, you know, I was... I didn't really, wasn't able to take a lot of my clients with me because yeah. I was starting my own. So right, I mean, that's a big it, leap yeah, of faith. It, it was, and, and uh, I, th- I think that's a life lesson for people is sometimes you just got to go for things and, 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 and don't overthink it and say, hey, uh, whatever happens, I'm going to make this mm-hmm. thing work. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that, that, uh, you know, some people call it the blink instinct, you know, where you just go with your gut, you go with your heart. And, you know, if it's the right thing, then it's meant and, to be. And what's what's happened recently, and I'm very fortunate and lucky, is that the area in the Central West End where I'm at is has become extremely hot. And uh, this Cortex area has become yes. a uh, sort of a Silicon Valley of biotech. Right. That's what they're, they're calling it. And so it's, it's a joint venture with St. Louis U and Washington University. And 
it's just becoming the area is really really hot so i mean a lot of that seems like condos coming up hotels restaurants bars so so i had this uh there's a carriage house in the back of my building that it was sort of an afterthought and i knew it was an apartment i could kind of uh rent it out i used to get six seven hundred dollars a month okay across the street they built this whole foods and they build an apartment building called the Orion. Yes. So that same 1,700 square feet across the street from me now goes for between 4,500 and 6,000 a month. No kidding. So I just completed an extensive renovation on my carriage house, and now I'm getting closer to 2,500 a month. Fantastic. So, and you currently uh, have some tenants yeah, in? Yeah, I have tenants in there. They're uh, traveling nurses. Mm-hmm. And I, and uh, so they're on uh, a temporary basis, uh, temporary through the hospital, and they've loved it staying so much. They keep uh, upping their their uh, time with the hospital. That is awesome, Todd. So speaking of of homes, take us uh, take us back to your early years. You know, growing up, what was that like, and what were some of the maybe life lessons that you picked up at an early age? Yeah. So I, I grew up, and interestingly, I've sort of. My whole life, 54 years, I've stayed around this first, the same, uh, I don't know, five or six mile radius my whole life around the Creefcore area. My uh, parents bought a house in uh, a Willowbrook subdivision, a very modest house, a yeah. starter house. And uh, the location was great because it was bike riding distance to the Jewish Community Center. Where okay. The JCC. Been, right. And it, that, that's been a very big part of my life. And it's, 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 got me into exercise and fitness and racquetball and swimming. And, mm-hmm. and so we used to ride our bikes there and, and that played a big part. We went to the summer camps there and uh, again, played a lot of racquetball. Some of the top racquetball players in the, in the world, Marty Hogan came from the JCC. No kidding. And uh, so I, I was never that great, but I got pretty decent and I played uh, for my high school. And, and so that, I still go to the J to this day. I try and go two, three, four times a week. And how is the uh, the facility? The facility uh, has been through the grace of uh, Mr. Michael Steinberg. Yes, he, he's a great and, guy. And uh, Sam Fox donated to the other J. That's right. Uh, very selfless what they've done and, mm-hmm. and given millions and millions of dollars. And it's probably one of the best facilities in, in St. Louis in terms of all the different, they've got every every type of exercise you can have with the racquetball courts and Olympic size pools, indoor, outdoor. So I really love going there and that's been a big part of my life. That's awesome. Well, fast forward, take us into, uh, take us into college. You know, take us into, uh, you went to Mizzou, right? Yeah, I went to Mizzou and I started out, um, and I was actually listening to your other podcast of uh, Mr. Marshall. That's right, and Dan sort of Marshall. A, yeah, sort of had a similar story of his um, where in high school I didn't do very well. I didn't apply myself. For some reason I was just kind of lost. I wasn't motivated. And so I did so badly in high school, and uh, I, I had like a 1.77. Okay. That's and on a four-point scale. That's on a four-point <laughs> scale. It's not on a two. Yeah. So uh, uh, I was able at the time to um, – they had a program at Mizzou because I couldn't get into Mizzou with these scores. And right. I said, if you, if you go to Merrimack and get two C's, and, but you, they've got to be regular classes. They've got to be like an uh, uh, English class or a solid class. It couldn't be basket weaving. If you get two C's or, or above, you can get in automatically to Mizzou on, on probation, okay. on academic probation, which I did. 
And then my first semester, I got 3.4, and that's on the dean's honor list. No so, kidding. I so mean, that's a nice yeah, shift, I mean, right? Well, it made me, gave me the confidence I needed. And, and I kind of always knew I could do it. And yeah. I, I knew that I just needed to apply myself. So what was it? What was that change? What was that catalyst? Well, when I couldn't get into Mizzou, I was, I was like, you know, what am I going to do with my life? You know, <laughs> I'm going to go to the military. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I, it wasn't for me. And I, I said, I've got to get a college Education. I mean, that was right. every everybody. I went to Ladue High School, and I mean, it was probably 85, 90 percent of the people were going to college. So yeah. I, I, I knew I had to get into it. Um, and then uh, while I was there, uh, one of the most influential things in my life was I spent a semester in London, my junior year. And if anybody, any of your listeners gets an opportunity to do that or their kids do, I highly recommend it. So tell us about that. What was what was that like? What were some of the, yeah. the things that you enjoyed? What did, what so did you really pick up? What was amazing was we had um, our own teachers went over there. And so we stayed in what they call hostel, which is basically what they call dorm. Yeah. And we were in Kensington. I was in the nicest area of London next to Kensington Palace. Where the, and we didn't realize, <laughs> you know. And we also went in a time when the dollar was extremely historically strong against yeah. um, the pound. It was a It went to a dollar three. The no, headline yeah. was, "Will it be one to one?" Which was, un you know, never. It's usually about dollar sixty, dollar seventy. Sure. So everything we bought at the time was uh, well. London's a very expensive place. It is. So, yeah, so one it of was, the most expensive in the yeah. world. So it was. Uh, I would say, um, you know, made it more reasonable and, mm -hmm. and pretty strong. So uh, that experience, so uh, our teachers went there, and then we had one course called something like uh, British Culture. Yes. Culture. And so what they did was we had a uh, visiting professor or somebody from what they call the ENSA course, which is the course where the, the barristers and solicitors are. Yes. So they'd speak about it on, on like a Wednesday, and then the next day, Thursday, we would take a field trip to the ends of courts and watch the English uh, barristers and solicitors uh, do a trial, and they still have the uh, the wigs, you know, <laughs> like the old days. And yes, very interesting. So that was that sort of first exposure to law that I might, you know, really consider sure. later. So, what are some of the major differences, in your opinion, between? <clears throat> you know, the British legal system and the American legal system? Well, you know, of course, our system was derived from their system, the common yeah. law system. It's very similar. Um, they do a little bit different. They had like a three-judge panel versus our one-judge panel. Okay. And, you know, other countries do it differently, but uh, actually one of the courses I took was called uh, International Legal Systems. Okay. So I was really getting... I had two legal classes when I was when in... in uh, in London, and one was international legal systems, and one was uh, business law. Okay. And so I, I took the international legal uh, systems final that I didn't do that great on, but the business law I really excelled in. So when I took the, uh, I'm sorry, took the business law first, and I'm taking the international legal systems one, and the teacher comes over and puts his hand up. I'm like, well, I thought he was gonna like tear my <laughs> paper up, my yeah. final, like I was cheating or something. And uh, he's, he en ended up, I realized he's trying to shake my hand. And I said, well, he goes, I want to congratulate you on getting the highest grade in my uh, business law final. And no I kidding. Was, so I was really blown away because there were some pretty smart people in the class. Yes. I never really excelled that much, never got 
highest grade. So but I'm, it seems like whenever you were there, that really sparked an interest, it, that sparked a passion in, uh, in law for you. It did. And in fact, the teacher, uh, uh, Mr. Timmerman, was, was my teacher. And uh, he had a great opportunity because he was just a lawyer and, and teacher. And he got to come over and spend the semester and teach. And Yes. So uh, at the end of the semester, um, and, and you know how in life there's just there's those certain people that really make a difference. Absolutely. And, Influencers, yeah. mentors. And, and, and so at the end of the semester, you know, because I was having a good time and mm -hmm. kind of messing around. Yeah. And not really, you know, treating school seriously sometimes. But at the end, when, the, when, when we were having our end of the year party and everything, he came up to me in a real serious manner. And he said, Todd, he goes, I just want to say that I really think that whatever you do in life, you can do whatever you want, especially if you want to go to law school, I'll help you in any way I can. And, and so when I did apply to law school, I, I reached out for him and he wrote me a, just an amazing letter to help me get into law school. And so he was a really uh, important influencer uh, in my life, I'd say. Man, that is, uh, that is absolutely awesome. What a great experience. In fact, I, uh, I was in Spain for a semester yeah. in college and we had an opportunity at the time, you know, living in, uh, in a dorm right. or staying with a host family. And it's like, you know what, being in Spain, if we want to learn the language, it was staying with that host family. Sure. You know, I had a similar experience in that. You know, just some influencers, some mentors really made, uh, you know, had a, had a serious impact on my life and my thinking and the it, person that I am today. It, it was difficult for me to learn the language. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd, it's actually, it's the same language. Oh, oh okay, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's a little bit, uh, so, bit different. No, but th that, that's yeah. the great thing about <laughs> going to London. <laughs> For, you know, obviously you don't have to learn the language, um, but there was a big difference in, in the culture and, and right. how the people are. I mean, they're very reserved and it would be fun because my groups would get on the, uh, we'd take the underground, their, their um, the uh, tube. tube system and, um, and everybody would be quiet reading their paper and yes. we'd come in all loud <laughs> and talking and they'd just look at us and you'd roll their eyes. But, wow. Uh, now, did you have an opportunity to travel much while you were there? Yeah, that was the amazing thing. So basically every weekend, either through our own um, uh, travel or with the group. So we, the places we went on the weekends were Paris. Um, we went to Amsterdam. And with our whole group, we would, yeah. we would take a bus. And, uh, and I, uh, for spring break, our, we had a choice to go to Russia. And I had a few friends that we... Uh, we decided to go to Israel because really? I, I'm walking by and I see uh, student travel at these uh, travel agencies. And yes. It said, uh, travel to uh, Israel, $149. So oh, I told yeah. my friends, I go, listen, I don't know if about you guys, but I'd love to go to Israel and we're never in our lives going to be able to go for $149. <laughs> so we spent 10 days for spring break backpacking along uh, around Israel. We went to Jerusalem and a lot and uh, Tel Aviv and just uh, had an amazing experience. Wow. And, and again, I, I can't stress enough for anybody because if you go to Mizzou or go to college, it's a great experience, but mm -hmm. you're, it's the same sort of uh, cookie cutter situation and, and peep, same people that we see all the time. But sure. it's very important, I feel, uh, to broaden your horizons and, and, and get out and learn, see how other people live. and. And, and I think it's going to help you in your life and, 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 and be a better person and have a richer life. Yeah. Todd, that's great advice. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, so let's fast forward to, um, to 
to law school. So you went to uh, you went to SLU. Yeah. Tell us about so that. Tell say, us about that experience. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I was, uh, you know, I wasn't a big reader, um, and, and I knew I was going to have to step up because all you ever hear about law school is all the reading. Yes. So the first day we go and then we're picking out the books and. I, got this giant stack that I'm holding <laughs> and it's all the way up to my chin with just hundreds of papers. I mean, pay each book's 900 pages. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. You yes. Know? And then it turns out, of course, you get the cliff notes and you, it's condensed and you don't have to read every single case. But anyway, it, it was, um, it was an amazing experience. And, uh, I've met some, uh, some of the people I went to law school with, I still keep in touch with to this day. And, uh, yeah, how about uh, Emil? Emil was Professor oh, Emil yeah. there? He was whenever a, you were there, he was just like if you ever see the movie The Paper Chase. Yes, and uh, I had a great experience with with in that class. I got one of the top ten grades. Um, basically, nobody got an A. He gave out one B plus, like ten Bs, the rest Cs, Ds, and Fs. And uh, I got one of the Bs, you know. So I was really happy. But I remember. Uh, he would, uh, on the first day of class, he called on somebody, and he was, he was like 70, I think, at the time. Yes. And, uh, and he was a professor for yeah, how many for years? Many, 40, 50 yeah, years? Yeah, and that, they named the law school building after him. And That's he, right. And he was just a really sweet guy, actually, but intimidating when you're first there. So he had a chalk, <laughs> and he called on the first person, first day, first class, and, and they said, oh, I didn't read it. And he, Threw the chalk across the room, and everybody's like, "Oh my <laughs> oh, God, is, is this going to be how it is all this year?" This is going to be intense. Know? And uh, so, uh, but but if you ever see the movie The Paper Chase, he was very similar to that character. They call that the Socratic method, where they yes. grill you and pepper you with questions, which it's it really does get you uh, prepared because you got to be able to think on your feet. You got to be able, if you're in a trial, to to be able to do the proper objections to kind of feel things out and. And, and speak up when you need to. Right. And so let's so let's talk about that a little bit, Todd. Fast forward to, you know, your early years of, of practicing. What were some of those things that you picked up in the, so, the courtroom? What were some of those things that you picked up from some of your mentors? Sure. Well, I guess I'd have to say one of my mentors would be my uncle, who I practiced law with the first 12 years. I'm a mm -hmm. third-generation attorney. My grandfather was Ben Turner, and my uncle and him practiced together, father okay. and son, for many years. And in fact, uh, when my grandfather passed away, my uncle was looking for a place. And uh, he ended up getting a, a house like the one I have. So with my idea, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I kind of copied Sure, you took it. his idea and said, yeah. hey, let's, let's so do the same thing. When I first uh, practiced with my uncle, he certainly showed me a lot of things and, and taught me. But I sort of got thrown in on it. And uh, it was a very busy practice. It was a... We worked with, uh, we're in the Central West End in the city, so we worked with a lot of cases involving um, traffic, criminal, divorce, personal injury, medical malpractice. And um, over the, in, the, in the first, I, I, again, I just was sort of thrown into it. I had to learn it, and uh, I, I, I watched people. That was a big way I learned, is, is like I would sit and watch people. And, sure, and, and, just observing. And, and, I think the most important thing is to watch the people that have experienced it or older mm -hmm. that have done it. Sure. And, and in my look life, at the mistakes that they've made, so you don't make the same ones. No question about it. I mean, one of the uh, my both of my grandmothers and were very influential in my life. My grandma Blanche, one day actually said uh, after college, I didn't know what to do. I was think leaning towards law, but mm -hmm. uh, she said, if you want to go to law school, I'll pay for it. 
And I said, well, first of all, that's the most generous thing yeah. anybody could do. But that's awesome. I, I jumped at the chance. I said, well, you know, that, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know, I'll take could, you up. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. And, uh, you know, it's gotten very expensive. Uh, my first year at St. Louis U was 7000 which seems like nothing today. But right. at the time, it was a lot of money. But you look at it today. I mean, it's what? It's probably it's 50, 60, 60, 70. 000? You know, I mean, it goes, it's just, it, it gets to be a point where it could be not worth it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then again, I mean, all my whole law school, there's maybe one case that paid for it. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Right. Um, so tell, tell me about that. What, what are maybe some of the... Uh, interesting stories or maybe a few interesting cases that you've had the opportunity to to work on over the years well you know i some funny one there's a funny one that comes to mind is that <laughs> i do slip and fall cases and uh, this person came in and uh, uh they, they said they slipped and fell in a supermarket and, yes and uh, you're not going to believe it, but they said, I said, what'd you slip and fall on? A banana peel. <laughs> so, I mean, so there, there's things that are very, uh, very funny, but yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I've done such a broad range of cases mm -hmm. that I can't think of anything in particular. Sure. But, and tell but, us uh, a little bit more about your kind of your focus area, Todd, and what, what kind of sets you apart in, yeah. the, in so, the industry. So I, I consider myself more of a sort of what they call boutique law firm, and I've, I've really sort of narrowed my... Uh, what I focus on in the area of personal injury, car accidents, truck accidents, motorcycle, slip and falls, medical malpractice. Okay. And uh, depending on the case, sometimes if, if the size of the case and the complexity, I mean, you got to know your limitations. And there's mm -hmm. certain subspecialties in this, in this field where you bring other lawyers in. And, Absolutely. And I've, I've done that very successfully to, uh, because after 25 years now, I, I have a, uh, I've gotten to know a lot of people. I've put together legal teams. Sure. So I, if there's an area maybe you don't specialize in, man, you have a network where I can, you can refer that out or right, work on something right. together. We, we stay involved in it. We bring somebody else in. But that's the beauty of what, I, what I've been able to do is we're uh, – I'm, I'm a sole proprietor, my own, attorney, my right. own firm. Um, but in my building, I rent to other lawyers. And uh, so there's about five lawyers in my building. And uh, they collaborate with each other. And uh, it, it's, it's very important to be able to do that. Because if you have a situation, you talk to them and say, oh, I had that same thing. Or I know that judge. Yes. This is what he does. And Todd, it seems like you're a, you're a mentor to uh, a lot of young attorneys in, the, in yeah. the city. What advice do you have for you know, maybe a young man or woman coming out of law school. Yeah, you know, that's been one of the sort of uh, most enriching things to me and, and, and uh, that I've been able to do in my building. There's some very young lawyers, ones that are just starting out. And, uh, okay. This one guy in particular, each, each week I say, I'm going to give you a new tip today. <laughs> and some of the tips involve uh, marketing, some of the tips involve uh, how to deal with a client, how to, and, uh, you know, I like to tell them, I mean, some of the most important things is communication mm -hmm. with your clients. Right. And really one of the biggest complaints from the uh, Office of the Chief Disciplinary Counsel is uh, people will complain that my lawyer didn't call me back. I keep trying to call my lawyer. Sure. One of the biggest... communicating. And you said what sets me apart is one of the... And I even have TV commercials and I have my cell phone. I say, call me on my cell phone. And when you call me, you're not going to get a secretary or a paralegal. You're going to get me. And sometimes I can't answer every call, but I certainly call them back. Yes. And I, I teach these young lawyers is that you've got to, even if you don't have good news to tell them, 
the client. You know, in case something didn't work out or we got a ruling that was not favorable, you got to call them and let them know they'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Or, and I learned this in law school from an adjunct professor, is that if, uh, say, say they, there's uh, clients want to know about getting something filed and, and he calls you, rather than ignore him if you didn't file it, you call him and say, hey, I, I had these other cases, I just got out of a big trial, and it'll be in another week. They understand that. Sure, you know, they, just they communicate. Yeah, but if you don't call, it's going to be a problem. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, I talk about networking to the, to the young lawyers. I mm -hmm. talk about, and my uncle taught me this. Every yeah. time you go everywhere, you be chatty. Mm -hmm. If you're at the gas station, right? Yes, introduce yourself. You can go to the gas station and fill your tank up and leave, right? Or you could tell the attendant and say, hey, you know, introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I don't know if you ever, I do personal injury, if you know anybody. And I can't tell you how many times so they've said, oh, yeah, actually, my, my son was just in a <laughs> bad car wreck. Yes. Well, you know what? I could have walked away, got my gas and left. Or mm -hmm. I could walk away with a case that might, you know, generate $100,000 or, or even five hundred. It doesn't just matter. Just by taking the focus off yourself. And putting it on others, asking a person how they're doing, exactly. introducing yourself, and, exactly. and, and just and, being cordial. And, and, and I tell the young lawyers also, the way you're going to build your practice is to treat everybody like a family member. You know? mm -hmm. And then when you treat them good and, and the results are good, they're going to send you business. Sure. They're going to send referrals. They're going to introduce and friends that, and family. That referral that comes in from them, you've got to even do a better job because you want that person to go back to the person that referred you and say, hey, I really want to thank you because mm -hmm. when you sent me to Todd Mandel, that, that was great. He really did a good job. So back early on uh, in my career, uh, most of my uh, clients came from advertising. We, we were very okay. heavy into it. We had a tube, what they call it, a double truck, two-page, yellow-page ad. Yes, absolutely. And at one you had point, an ad with uh, Jerry Springer at one point, well, didn't I, you? That was a TV commercial, and uh, he did my. Uh, he was my spokesman. I still have that commercial. I okay. still post that. <laughs> and he says, if you're in St. Louis and you're injured, call my friend Todd Mandel. And uh, that, that was... But but also so uh, I was on the spine of every yellow pages you know millions of yellow pages wow and uh, which nobody really reads anymore not anymore but it, back in the at in the, the time day. so but but the way I get get my clients now I'd say is probably ninety to ninety five percent from uh, client referrals either past clients or current clients referring their friends and family and when and and the difference is when somebody got you from an advertising they come in they're they're very uh, more skeptical. They, they don't know. But if, if it's from a friend or a family member... You have that they, natural level of rapport, they, they, that relationship. Their guard is down. They're saying, okay, help me. You know, mm -hmm. I know you can do it. I know you've helped my family. Exactly. And, and, and it just makes for a much better relationship. Uh, that's awesome. Todd, that's great. Uh, that's great advice, brother. Tell me about the... Uh, pro bono side. Do you ever do any uh, yeah. pro bono work here at St. Louis? Yeah, Rose? you know, and that's some of, some of the most rewarding kind of thing you can do because I get people in very difficult life challenge situations and um, they, they, they call me or they come in and, and they say, here's the situation. I give a price and they say, you know, I, I really can't afford it. I can't do it. I say, and then I look around my situation. I say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it as a favor. And they're going to remember me. It's going to help both of us mm -hmm. because I'm going to help them out in a tough spot. And 
then they're going to be talking about me all over town to everybody they Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You're going to pay it forward. Right. And and even if they don't, even if I don't get it, it just makes you feel good because I've, I've been able to be successful and I've had a good career. And, and it is, it, it, it's the most rewarding thing you can do is to do a good job for somebody, do it as a favor, do it pro bono. And uh, I, I really enjoy that part of it. It's the law of reciprocity, right? right? What you put into the lives of others right. eventually will, comes know, back into your own. If I'm in need someday, somebody will help me. And that, mm -hmm. that's, that's just uh, very important. It's, it's, some, you know, it's good to teach my kids about that, to see that side and, and say it's not always about the fee. It's not always about making money because mm -hmm. it, it can be more rewarding to, to help somebody out when they're in need. And, sure. And people's situations are very very touchy, very difficult, and, and I deal with some of the most challenging situations. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, Todd, it's not about how much you have or how much you acquire, but rather about how many people you yeah, can there, help along the way. There's no question about it. I mean, that's when you're going to look back over your life and say, hey, these are the things that were important to me. Mm -hmm. These are the people that I really helped. Yes, I love it. Todd, let's shift gears a little bit now. Talking on the, the business side, um, how does a person become the best at their particular craft, in your opinion? Well, I think that the people I've noticed over the years that have become the best are by reading a lot, by watching others that I talked about, either talking to, and uh, every lawyer, every young lawyer should develop a mentor, have a mentor that they can go to. And Again, that we talked about the experience and the, the life's experiences and, mm -hmm. and and what people, how people can help others. And, yes. and they, they've done it. Whatever your situation is, somebody that's 30, 40 years older than you, they've done it either that way, similar way, or they've had a situation similar to yours. And that's what's going to help you the most. And that's, uh, we also do it in law, we're, con we're obligated to do a certain amount of uh, continuing legal education. Sure, CLE. Up keep up on our games and so I say that's the minimum but go beyond that read articles uh, look at the cases uh, sit in in a trial and, and look at it watch a different technique from another lawyer because mm -hmm. your technique is yours and, and, and maybe you think it's the best but maybe it's not maybe you can add to it um, maybe, maybe you can all you can always be better you can always learn from other people because uh, the interesting thing about what I do we call it practicing law yes okay? It be, and the reason why is because you, it, it's ever changing the law. You have to keep Constantly. up on it, and uh, it's practicing because you will get better. The first trial you do is, is going to be much worse than the last trial yeah. you do. You're going to make mistakes along the way. Yeah, you'll get better. You'll get more confident, and and a jury will sense that. Um, you know, in fact, we had a guest on recently, Mr. Dan Marshall, and he talked about, you know, in life, there's only one way to coast, and that's downhill. That's right. right. So if you're not constantly, you know, changing, right, growing, improving, and you're you're going in the yeah, wrong direction. I, I listened to that one. I know he has a lot of seminars where he teaches his own people sales. And, yes. And and how does he teach them? Because he he had done it for so many years. Yeah. He and leads how, by example. And how did he learn? He said he just jumped in there and did it. And, yes. And got, and got to it. But interestingly, sales is really. I could say I'm a lawyer, but I also think I'm a salesman because. Yeah. The amount of competition for lawyers, I mean, all you have to do is watch your uh, TV during the daytime and you'll see hundreds of lawyer ads yes. inundated with them. So I've got to compete. I've got to sell, first of all, the person to become my client. 
right. then I got to I got to sell a judge or jury on their case, or mm -hmm. I got to sell a prosecutor about that, that my client's worthy of a certain deal. Or of something. course. So uh, sales. No, I would is, agree. I, I think sales applies to all areas of yeah. life and and business. That that makes a lot of sense. Todd, tell us about uh, leadership. You know, in life. What are what are some of those ideas or principles that you've either picked up or you try to apply on a daily basis whenever it comes to being a good leader? Right. Well, like like we talked about, I mean, to, to gain that experience and, and becoming the best at your craft, mm -hmm. I mean, that should be the focus is to, to be the best you can be. And then when you're the best or you're as excellent, then that's going to other people like say these young lawyers they're going to see what i do they're going to see that mm -hmm. i'm always punctual that i'm always calling people back like yesterday when i left the office i'm looking at all the notes the people call me i'm like i went to my secretaries and i said hey did, did we call every one of these people back i'm not leaving until i do yes and and so you want to lead by example and show them the best way that that's going to make them the best they can be that's absolutely awesome well, Todd, as we, uh, as we come to a close today, um, are there any uh, passions, purposes, organizations that you'd like to promote uh, as we come to a close? Well, um, there's uh, Legal Services of Eastern Missouri, and, and, and that's a free legal service that helps people. And um, I don't know, uh, you know, donating to whatever uh, charity of your choice uh, to the people. I, I, I said earlier, it's the most rewarding thing is to give back. And I, mm -hmm. I do donate to various charities and um, uh, the Ronald McDonald House, which is in my area. Absolutely. And, uh, great organization. That's a great one. I mean, here, these people, they're, they're, their children are sick and are dying, God forbid. And, mm -hmm. and they're providing a place for the parents to go that's safe and that's uh, and nourishing to, while, while their children are sick. And uh, so that's a great one. Um, that's but, one of the things I love about St. Louis. It's one of the most charitable cities in the United is. States. It is. I mean, again, the, the, we talked about the JCC. I mean, mm -hmm. these people are giving millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars of charity, even though I, I understand they've got a lot of money. But, I mean, they're very charitable to, to, to look at an organization and say, I'm going to give you $10 million. Right. I mean, that's who does that? That's I a mean, big it, deal. It's, it's amazing. That so. makes a big impact. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and Todd, how can, uh, how can people get in touch with you? Well, uh, again, I give everybody my cell phone, 314-533-1234. It's Todd Mandel Law. If you just Google my name and it'll come up. But uh, anybody that is injured in an accident, um, what, there's some big mistakes people make. And uh, time is of the essence if there's an accident. I want to let people know that I've seen a lot of cases destroyed by the person not acting sooner. So I, I, we offer free consultation, but as soon as something happens, come into us because insurance companies are not your best friend. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and all. It, it's just not true. They're out for, to, for themselves. They're out to give you as little as possible. So I spent the last 25 years fighting them to make sure that people are fairly adequately compensated for their injury. So call me right away or if any family or friend, if it, if, and when we take the tough cases, we work with some of the, I'm not going to say the name, but I think everybody knows the biggest sure. law firm. But yeah, there's, there's they, a few in town. They, they refer us cases that are more challenging that, that 
aren't the low-hanging fruit, the more difficult ones. I mean, we took one recently that uh, another law firm passed on, and we got 175000 for our clients. So That's awesome. That's got to be a good feeling, really, uh, you know, helping your, helping your clients right. out. I, I would tell people it's very important. If you go to a lawyer and they say, no, keep, keep uh, d- don't take that as the final answer because there's a Get lot. Get a second of, opinion. Absolutely. It's a, incredibly important in law. And, but, but again, what I was saying before is if you're in an accident and you can't get to the doctor right away and it's a few weeks, the first thing they're going to say is, oh, well, you didn't go to the doctor right away. How come your client, he must not really be hurt. You know, mm-hmm. well, they're going to look at so Sure. Time I, is of the essence. Yeah, I want to see these people, the clients, as soon as possible. And I, I think that if they come and meet me and meet my staff, which I want to shout out to my staff who... I've got a couple incredible uh, paralegals that really yes. make my office uh, smooth. And uh, so we'll make the experience very, very uh, personable, and, and, and we'll do a great job. I'll fight for them. That's and awesome. uh, I think they'll like, like the, especially with the old house and everything. I love it. Well, Todd, thank you so much for, uh, for being part of the program today. Level 10 Gladiators, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We couldn't do it without your support. If you haven't already, get on iTunes and give us a five-star review. In the meantime, get out there and become the best version of yourself.